0: Thank you, Lord, for the fellowship of the believers. Lord, we honor you and we bless you. We pray and we ask for utterance to be given today. We agree upon that in the name of Jesus. Thank you for speaking to us through the Word and by the Holy Ghost. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Praise the Lord. If I had to have a title of this morning's message, I would call it this, First Things First first things first. Amen. It is the first of the year. And there are some things that are very, very big with God and should be very, very big with us. There are, there are things that are first in his heart. Amen. And so let's look at a few of those today. Uh, there's nothing cut and dry about these service. We're just going to follow the leading of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So turning your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Amen. First things first. El numero uno. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 says, I exhort that first of all, everyone say first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for how many men? Made for all men. Now notice this with me. First of all, supplications. That's letting your requests be made known unto God. Prayers, intercessions, standing in the gap, if you will. And giving of thanks be made for all men. Amen. Amen. And notice with me in verse 2, it goes on to say, for kings. Well, of course, in the United States of America, that's for presidents. Amen. For kings, how many of you prayed for uh, President Obama while he was president and still praying for him? Amen? How many of you prayed for Bill Clinton while he was president? Amen. How many of you prayed for Dwight D. Eisenhower when he was president? Let's see. <laughs> All right. Glory to God. I just wonder, do our presidents need prayer? Does our president-elect need prayer? Does this nation need prayer? Well, we have been given the golden opportunity to put first things first and bring our prayers unto the Lord on behalf of this nation. Amen. He said, now notice, for kings and for all that are in authority. Amen. That deals with politicians, but that also deals with spiritual leaders. How many of you know we're supposed to be praying for our pastors? For our evangelists? Amen. We're supposed to be praying for the body of Christ worldwide, for those, all of those that are in spiritual authority. Now, why are we to do this? Well, it goes on to tell us right here. When we put first things first in this regard, you and I will lead a quiet and peaceable life. How many of you like a little peace in your life? How many of you like a whole lot of peace in your life? Amen. I just love the way that that sounds, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. There's something about people that per, put first things first and that are prayers, they have a tendency to live godly. They have a tendency to live properly and to live right and in honesty. Now notice in verse 3, it says this, for this is good. And this is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Hallelujah. It's good in the sight of God to pray for your nation. It's good in the sight of God to pray for those that are in authority. And then it goes on to say, notice in verse 4, Who would have all men to be what? Is it the will of God for all men to be saved? I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Amen. We are to pray that all men who have the opportunity to receive Jesus would open up their hearts and receive the King of kings and Lord of lords. It is the plan of God. It is the will of God for all men to be saved. Amen. But not only that, but also to come to the knowledge of God. Oh, when men and women are saved and they come to the knowledge of God, they shall no longer be held captive and they shall no longer be destroyed. For it is the knowledge of the Holy One that will lift people out of the doldrums and cause them to prosper and cause them to have victory in their lives. Amen. Amen. And so what do you say we just spend a few moments right now praying for our nation? Come on, let's hold up. Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand here on the 1st of January, 2017, and we give, we put first things first. We make prayers and intercession and giving of thanks for all men, for our president for our president elect, for all that are in authority. Lift up your voice. Come on, let's pray. Glory to God. In the name of Messiah, in the mighty name, in the mighty name above every name, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we lift them up. We lift them up. We lift them up. We lift them grande. Oh, hallelujah. And say this with me. We pray for a mighty awakening. We pray for a mighty harvest to be reaped. For all men to be saved. And to come unto the knowledge of the truth. And we ask, sir, on this first day of the year, we ask for rain. We ask for Holy Ghost rain. We ask for a deluge of the Holy Spirit. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. rain. Oh, let it rain. Oh, Now let's lift up our hands and praise Him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. And that's a fayende, And that's exactly what we, will sh- what we shall see. For He said unto us, said I not unto you, That if you would believe, that you would see the glory of the Lord. I believe that God has found a church here in the Bay Area that believes. A church that knows how to pray. A church that knows we can have what we say. A church that declares and decrees the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, put first things first. In 2017. Amen. Now let's look at this first commandment. Look over, I think it's Matthew chapter 10, if you would. Matthew the 10th chapter. How many of you believe in God with me today? Matthew the 10th chapter. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And notice with me in verse 28. Matthew 10, 28 and the scribes came having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well asked him which is the first which is the first commandment of all now i'm looking at matthew chapter or mark chapter 10 excuse me and what verse was that 28 amen Ma- uh, mark 10:28 and so they asked, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, verse 29 The first of all the commandments is, Amen, hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. It's not right. No. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you're not, <laughs> Amen. Look at Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. Glory to God. That's, that's You've got to pray for your spiritual leaders now. <laughs> that's proof positive right there. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we're looking at verse 28. And one of the scribes came, having heard them reasoning together. And perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? We're talking about first things first. Notice with me in verse 29. And Jesus answered and said, the first of all the commandments is here Israel. The Lord our God is how many lords? one. One Lord. Verse 30. And thou shalt love... The Lord thy God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength, this is the first commandment. Loving God with everything that you have this year. Loving Him and putting Him first place. And operating in kingdom principles will cause you to be in good health and cause you to prosper every day this year. This is the first commandment. It is a commandment to love him. Now we know that God loves us. Is that right? Beyond any shadow of a doubt, God loves us. But how many of you know that he's expecting reciprocity on his love for us? Which means because he loves us so much, we ought to love him with all that is within us. That is a vertical love. Amen? Now notice the next verse. It goes on to say in verse 31. And the second is like, namely this. Thou shalt love who? Who's your neighbor? Your neighbors, are nearby. In other words, anyone who's near you. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And read the rest with me. There is none other commandment greater than these. Greater than these. One of the things that the Lord spoke to one of the churches in the book of Revelation is, I have somewhat against you because you have left your first love. In other words, you were once on fire. You were once hot for me, but something's happened. And then he told them, repent, amen. Now, I'm not telling anybody that they're lukewarm or cold today. But did you know that the Bible says that in the last days, the love of some will wax cold? The love of some. Love toward him and love toward our brothers and our sisters ought never to wane. We ought never to wane in our love for him. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that it is possible for our love to increase more and more. And that our love can abound still more and more. I'm just telling you this morning that God loves you with everything he has. And this year, why don't we just love him with everything we have? Amen. And not only that, but love one another. Do you suppose our love for one another could increase a little? More and more? In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's the great love chapter. And in the amplified version of verses 4 through 8, it says this, that love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious. Love is not boastful or vainglorious. That the love of God on the inside of us does not insist on its own rights or its own way. God's love on the inside of us is not selfish or not self-seeking. It does not display itself haughtily. And the love of God on the inside of us never fails. Amen. And this love has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So what do you say? We put prayer first. Yes. What do you say? We love God first things first. Hallelujah. And love one another. Amen. Now go quickly over to Matthew the 6th chapter. And notice with me in verse 33. Matthew six thirty-three. Glory to God. Notice it says, But seek ye what? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That word righteousness, of course, means right standing with God. It also denotes this meaning, righteousness, His way of doing and His way of being right. Is there a right way to live? Is there a right way to live as a Christian? So he said here now, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Are there some things that are strong on God's heart for 2017? Is it possible for his kingdom to be advanced in the Bay Area? Is it possible for his kingdom to be advanced in your life? And so what he's telling us is put first things first. Give his things first place. Amen. Or we could say it this way, make his kingdom a priority in your life. Amen. See, the kingdom of God is the will of God and it is the plan of God for us to advance in this earth. Amen. Amen. And so as we seek first the kingdom of God, his way of being and doing right this year, notice what happens as a result of that. And all these things. What are these things that he's referring to? These things that he's referring to are the things that he's talking about earlier in the chapter of Matthew chapter 6. He's talking about what you're going to eat. He's talking about what you're going to wear. He's talking about where you're going to live. How many of you like to have a roof over your head? How many of you like some food on the table? Amen. Cornbread and beans. Amen. How many of you got a hankering? Glory to God. For some cornbread and beans. Or a little filet mignon. So he tells us now. Instead of worrying, get busy about seeking Him. Get busy about seeking His kingdom. Putting first things first. There's just something about living in the priority of God that sets us self, ourselves up and positions ourselves for all, notice, these things to be added unto you. Amen. God is not the God of decrease. He's not the God of subtraction. He's the God of addition. And I believe this, that God has got multiple things that he wants to add to our lives. Oh, hallelujah. I'm seeing houses out there in the name of Jesus. I'm seeing some automobiles out there in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I'm seeing some land ownership and some building ownership up in here. Amen. But these things do not come by trying to make it happen in and of ourselves. These things come as a byproduct of us being faithful to his things. Being faithful to his kingdom. Being faithful to the local church. Amen. Seeking first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And as a result, all these things shall be added unto you. Here's the good news. You won't have to add them to yourself. He will add them to you as you put first things first. Giving him first place. Now what does that mean? That sounds romantic and that sounds wonderful. I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. Let's just break it down just a little bit today. If we're going to put first things first, we must put the word of his kingdom first. Amen? In other words, God's word must be a priority in our lives in 2017. One promise from the little promise box in the morning won't get it. This is what stands between you and annihilation. It is the word in your heart and coming out of your mouth that will make a huge difference for you this year. So what are you saying to me, Pastor Mark? I'm saying to you, seeking first his kingdom and putting his word first place are synonymous. His word must be top priority in our lives. Look at Proverbs chapter 4 and notice with me in verse 20 through 22. Proverbs 4, verse 20 and verse 22. This is a equation, if you will. This is a prescription for those who will put his word first. In verse 20, he says here, My son, do what? My son, attend to my words. In other words, give my word your full attention. In order to do that, that means this, you're going to have to shut other things out of your thinking and other things out of your life. His word in, other things out. My son, my daughter, attend to my words. In other words, put my word first place. Incline your ear to my sayings or to my words word is not God speaking to us right now. Hearken to the voice of the Lord, your God, make a conscious decision that you are going to put yourself in a position to hear God's word every day. Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Come on, somebody help me. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, there are some gracious words coming forth in 2017. Amen. And I, for one, am going to place myself in a position to hear, to hearken, because I've got ears to hear. Amen. Put your hands over your ears and say this. I have ears, I have ears. To, hear from him. to hear from him all year long. I choose to put first things first, to read the word, to meditate on the word, and to act on the word that I'm hearing. So he says here, my son, attend to my word. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Now notice verse 21. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Now, here's what will happen. When you don't allow the Word of God to depart from before your eyes, you will start seeing yourself with what the Word says you have. You will start seeing yourself with what the Word says you are. For example, if you don't let Romans 8, 37 depart from before your eyes, you're going to see yourself as more than a conqueror. So that when the temptation and the test comes to put you down, what's going to rise up on the inside of you and me is, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Hallelujah. Don't let the healing word depart from before your eyes. That's why we have a healing clinic here. That's why we know beyond any shadow of a doubt that faith comes by hearing And hearing by the word of God. See, the devil will always paint a picture of you going down the tubes. For example, in the area of your health, he will always paint a picture of sickness and disease ultimately putting you in a grave. But if you'll not let God's word depart before your eyes, if you let the healing scriptures abide in you richly, if you let himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses dwell in you richly, you are bound to see yourself well. You are bound to see yourself whole. I'm just dropped by this morning to exhort you on the first of this year. Let's put his word first. Let's put his kingdom first. Let's put prayer first. Come on, somebody. Somebody shout, first things first. Now to put first things first, that means that I'm going to, you're going to have to lay some other things aside. And that does not mean that those things that you lay aside are necessarily sin. Sometimes they're perfectly legitimate, but you'll discover this, that they are time consumers. To be overly entertained is a consumption of your time. To be overloaded with the cares of this life and thinking about what would be and could be is a consumption of your time. So if we're going to put him first, that means we're going to have to make place and give place and give him time. Somebody says, well, I'm sorry, Pastor Mark. I just don't have the time. That is not the truth. You have the time. You're just not taking the time. Or you're just so unorganized that you're not finding the time. But, oh, you've got time. If you've got time to sit there and watch television for three hours a night, you've got time to be in the Word. Amen. If you've got time to watch every bowl game that's out, you've got time to be in the Word. If you've got time to see every movie that's come down the pike, you've got time to be in the Word. Say with me, I choose choose life. life. I choose light. And I I choose the word of God. So he says here now, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them, my words, not depart from before thine eyes. Why is that, Pastor? Why is that, Solomon? Let's read it together. For they, my words, are life unto those that find them, And they are health. Hallelujah! This medicine of God's Word, if you take it long enough, and if you ingest more than you can hardly swallow, it will drive out anything out of your life that is of the curse of the law. Amen. Give His Word first place. Put His Word first. Joshua 1 says this, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. And as you do, you will make your way prosperous and you will have success in life. How many of you want some success in life? Now, you know that this year you are going to be challenged with having to make some big decisions. The worst thing that I can do and you can do when a big decision needs to be made is to lean to what's up here. Oh boy, yeah. And that's why he said over there in Proverbs, he told us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways, do what? Acknowledge Him. And what's He going to do now? What's He going to do, Raul? He's going to direct your path. We found out last night that all of God's paths, glory to God, drip with fatness. And that the path of the just is getting brighter and brighter. We are not going from defeat to defeat. We're going from glory to glory. His word will enlighten your path. It will cause the darkness around you to flee before you. As you walk in the light, as he is in the light, you'll make the right decisions. You'll do the right thing. Divine wisdom shall be granted unto you from above, through the word and by the spirit. So think on my word and meditate on my word, and you shall deal wisely in all the affairs of your life. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Now, that is just absolutely, positively awesome. That means that you and I don't have to go through this life by what we think. We can go through this life by who we know and what we know because it comes from the ancient of days and it comes through the word of the living God. Come on, lift up your hands and say, I'm putting his word first place place. in my life. life. So just remember that when the bad report comes, always ask yourself, what does the word say? Amen. Amen? When it looks like you're not going to be able to pay your bills. Anybody ever been there? Like maybe today when things look like and look bad, always ask yourself this question. What does the Word say? Somebody says, well, I don't know what the Word says. That's why you've got to find scriptures. That's why we need to find scriptures that covers our case. His Word in your heart, His Word coming out of your mouth is creative power and it shall move mountains that stand in your way for I place the God can of faith on the inside of you and I will remind you you can have what you say hallelujah glory declare it boldly with me today I can have what I believe in my heart and I can have what I say with my mouth now, it's just like Mary and Martha. There came a day where Jesus showed up at the house for dinner. But really, he wasn't coming for dinner. He was coming to teach a lesson to them. Yeah. And the Bible says that Martha got over over-occupied with much serving. Let's look at chapter 10 of Luke, chapter 10. And notice verse 38 through 42. Y'all good today? Yeah. I've only been preaching 31 minutes. I'll just tell you right now, this is not a sermonette. A sermonette is under 30 minutes. But it's not a long sermon. A long sermon and 60 minutes are over. So you're in there somewhere. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 10. This is too much fun. Now it came to pass as they went. He entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received her into her house. Verse 39. And had a sister called Mary. Now notice, this is you. She put first things first. What did she do? She sat at Jesus' feet and heard what? She heard His Word. When Jesus comes to your house, you suppose it's important to hear His Word? I got good news for you. He's already in your house. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. So she sat at Jesus feet and she heard his word. Now notice verse 40. But Martha was cumbered about with much serving and came to him. In other words, this is something that Martha need to lay aside. She need to lay aside the anxiety. She need to lay aside the fear. She was encumbered about with much serving and came to him. Can you imagine this and said, "Lord, don't you care that my sister hath left me alone to serve?" You know, she did not get an apology from the Master. It's like the disciples, in, when Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow, they said, Master, don't you care that we perish? He says, okay, boys, I'll get up, I'll get up, and I'll say, peace be still. They could have done it themselves. But notice, she left me alone, bid her therefore that she help me. Verse 41. But one thing is needful it is needful for first things to be first in 2017 it is needful to be in prayer meetings it is needful to be in church it is needful to be in community with other believers and in the context of this he says one thing is needful and the thing that is needful is my word question mark do we need his word yes. so he says he narrowed it down to one thing in essence he was saying first things first we can eat later but now we're going to hear the word amen he said but one thing is needful and here's a big key to this and mary hath chosen that good part There were going to be all sorts of portions to be eaten, but the main course and the main portion was the Word of God. And Mary made the choice to position herself to be seated at the feet of Jesus. Now, there's going to be a lot of choices that you're going to face this year. There's going to be this choice and that choice. But I want to remind you, there's one thing that is so needful for all of us. And that comes as a result of choosing the good portion. And as we choose the good portion, just like Mary, it shall not be taken from us. Amen. The choice to place yourself under the word positions yourself not to be stripped by the enemy when he comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. Amen. Now notice with me in Mark chapter 4. Mark the 4th chapter. And let's begin in verse 14. First things first. Putting his word first. Amen. Amen. Putting his kingdom first. Uh Putting prayer first. In verse 14 it says, The sower soweth the word. Let's move on. Verse 15. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard... What does Satan do? He comes, he comes immediately to take away the Word that was sown in their hearts. Okay? So you make the choice to be in the Word, and then you make the choice to stay in the Word and not allow it to be ripped out of your life. Right. Amen. Notice with me in verse 16, right on through this. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, verse 17, and have no root in themselves, and endure but for a time, but afterward when affliction and persecution, what does it come against? Affliction and persecution will come against us to take that word out of our lives. Persecution arises for the word's sake and immediately they are offended. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not going to be offended. Verse 18, notice this with me. And these are they which are sown among thorns such as hear the word, verse 19, and the cares of this world and the lusts of, and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in and do what? Choke the word, Choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. See, these are those that had the word first place for a season. But when the times got difficult, the word of God was taken out of their lives. But that's not us. Look at your neighbor and say, that's not me. And that's not you. Hallelujah. Did you wear your shouting clothes today? Notice verse 20. Glory to God. Verse 20. Let's read it together. And these are they. Which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some thirty fold, some sixty, and some a hundred. <laughs> Woo! What type of ground are you gonna be this year? That's not strong enough. What type of ground are you gonna be this year? We're on the good ground. We're on the good ground. We're fighters. We're fighting the good fight of faith. We're staying in the word of God. And the word of God is going to carry us through to the best year we've ever had. And then quickly go over to John 15, verse 7. John, the 15th chapter and the 7th verse. John 15, 7 says this. If, this is conditional. If you abide in me and my words do what? In other words, if you live in me and my words live in you, you shall ask, whoo, glory, what you will, and it might be done unto you if God's in a good mood. If you're not on the naughty list, it might be done unto you. No, if you're really living in him if you're really in communion with Him, if you're all in for His kingdom, if you're all in for His plan and His Word is living in you, listen, folks, the sky is the limit for what God can do for you and in you and through you. Because it is true. He is able. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. And it is in accordance to the power of God that's working in me. So on this first Sunday morning of the year, let's make a quality decision. We're going to put His things first. His kingdom first, first. His word first. His Holy Spirit first. We're going to put the leading of the Spirit first place in our lives. No matter what we may think, no matter what reasoning may come to our soul, we're going to be led by the Holy Ghost. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And then lastly, but not least, go over to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs, the third chapter, and the ninth and the tenth verse. I've just discovered this things go a whole lot better when I'm full of the Word and full of the Spirit. Amen. The fuller you are of the Word and the fuller you are of the Spirit, the further you will go in life. Amen. The further you are of the Word, fuller you are of the Word, and fuller you are of the Spirit, the, f- the brighter your future will be. Amen. Amen. Amen? Now, notice this in Proverbs chapter 3. It says, Honor the Lord with what? In other words, honor the Lord with your money. Honor the Lord with your possessions. That's a part of putting Him first. Honor the Lord with your substance. Read the rest with me. And with the first fruits of all my increase. Notice it does not say, and with the first fruits of half your increase. Amen? Amen? No, with the first fruits of all of your increase. Amen. The good news is this. God's already increased you. For you to bring the firstfruits of all your increase, you must have experienced some increase. But you know what? He's a God who will increase you more and more. As you are faithful to put first things first, and continuously honor him with your substance. That's with your time. Yeah. That's with your talent. Mm-hmm. That's with your money. Yeah. Now, notice with me in verse 10. So shall thy barn, is that what it says? Barn. It doesn't say barn, it says barns. Barn. Yeah. I believe God's interested in giving you some barns. Yeah. Amen. I know some friends of mine that have a barn. God's not opposed to you having multiple barns. He's not opposed to you having money. He's opposed to money having you. Amen? Some of the most stingiest people in the world are multimillionaires. Yet some of the most generous people in the world are on a limited income. But you know what? Generosity will make a way for you to break through the limitations because we serve a God that has unlimited supply and unlimited resource for us. Raise your hand and thank Him for that. Amen. It's true. Some of the, some of the people that have the, the most money give the very least. And yet, the widow's might honors God. Come on. God will multiply the widow's might. God will multiply those who honor him with their substance. So he says, honor the Lord with thy substance. And with all the first fruits of thine increase, read verse 10 with me. So shall thy barns be filled with Your barn. It's one thing to have a barn, right? But it's another thing to have something in the barn. Amen. No sense in having a barn if you've got nothing to put in the barn. But oh, those who will put first things first. Those who will honor the Lord with all of their substance. Not only shall have multiple barns, but there'll be something to put in there. Read it again. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out. Glory to God. What kind of wine? New wine. Not old stale wine, but God's pouring out the new wine. God's pouring in the new wine. God's pouring out His Spirit on those in 2017 who will put first things first. Stand up, everybody. Let's give God praise. Glory to God. I'm going to ask the musicians to come if you would. Thank you, Jesus. Raise up both hands toward heaven and declare this with the Heavenly Father. On this first day of the year, I make the quality decision to put first things first. I'll put prayer for my nation as a priority. Prayer for those in spiritual authority as a priority. I serve you notice devil I choose life I choose to seek first the kingdom of God I place a high premium on those things that are important to you and as I seek first the kingdom of God all these things shall be added to me Lord I take your word I attend to it I listen to it I keep it before my eyes and your word which is life light shall be health to every area of my life now say this real strong I choose to honor you today with my time my talents, and my treasures, and I lay hold of the barns. I lay hold of your resources, and I declare plenty and blessing in my life for 2017. Somebody shout amen. Let's sing to the Lord.